Hello, and welcome to the Community IT Innovators Technology Topics Podcast, where we discuss nonprofit technology, cybersecurity, tech project implementation, strategic planning, and nonprofit IT careers. Find us at communityit.com. We're talking today about business intelligence, strategies and technologies used to conduct data analysis of business information. My name is Johan Hammerstrom. Uh, business intelligence is really taking you know, strategies for analyzing data, using technology to analyze that data, and conducting that analysis on business information. Visualization is a key part of it. And this is one of the things that's really new today because we, there's a whole variety of, of tools now that are being developed to help organizations visualize large amounts of data. And I think that's really catalyzing kind of a new era of data analysis for all sizes of organizations. And how can you and your organization really gain a foothold on business intelligence through the power of data visualization? And there are a variety of platforms now that are available uh, for conducting this analysis. And I want to talk a little bit about the difference between Microsoft and Tableau because those are really the top two players. And Tableau is a more established um, leader, really, in this space. These are some of the key differences between Power BI and Tableau. Power BI is approachable. It's very, if you're familiar with Microsoft products, if you've used, you know, Excel, PowerPoint, or Outlook, uh, you're going to be familiar with the user interface that Microsoft has created for Power BI. So there's a very quick sort of uptime to using the software. It's affordable. It's much less expensive than any of the other tools that are out there. It integrates really well with Office 365. It makes publishing things to the cloud a lot more easy. This is, this is kind of one of the big differences between Power BI and Tableau. Tableau is really developed first and foremost as a desktop application. And so they do have a, a Tableau in the cloud, but it feels like it was added on later. Whereas Power BI was really built with the cloud in mind first and foremost, and the integration with the cloud is really um, fantastic. Some of the advantages of, advantages of Tableau, it's more established, it's a more fully baked product. It never ceases to amaze me the number of times I wanna do something in Power BI that seems pretty easy and straightforward, whether it's a formatting change, you know, whether it's you know, uh, cleaning the data in a certain way, and I just can't seem to be able to do it in the application. And I figure it's me. And then I go to the forums and I realize everyone's having this problem. And then in four or five months, Microsoft release, releases an update that fixes it. So this is kind of the typical Microsoft you know, release, improve, update cycle, where they release a product that maybe isn't quite ready for prime time, but works well enough. And then over time, they really kind of polish, polish it up ready to, to work, um, you know, without any sort of hitches or bugs or anything like that. Tableau is that product. It's ready. And so um, if you start to use Power BI, just be aware that you may run into some funny, you know, display, formatting, other types of, of glitches or issues. And I found doing kind of side-by-side -side comparisons that the um, visualizations that you can create in Tableau look better than the visualizations that you can create in Power BI. Not significantly better, but it just looks like 
you know, they've really focused on that in the development of their product. Obviously, one of the downsides is the cost. Tableau is anywhere from, depending on how many people in your organization you want using these products, it could be anywhere from 10 to 20 to 100 times more expensive than Power BI. So it's a significant uh, expense, increase in expense over Power BI. Um, but for some organizations, you know, it may be, it may end up being a better solution. Um, but I think if you're just getting into business intelligence in your organization and data visualization, I, would, I couldn't recommend Power BI enough as a way of getting to know just the whole sector and what these products can do. And then if down the road you feel like there's something that you know, Power BI isn't providing for you, you can always look at you know, switching over. So that's why we're really going to focus on Power BI. And we're really going to look at how Power BI can be um, combined with strategies to, to do data analysis on business information. And more than anything else, and, and this maybe is a disclaimer that I should have made at the outset, I, I don't have a background in uh, data analysis. I don't have, not formally, and I don't have a background in data visualization. Um, I have done a lot of it over the years in the course of running community IT and in the course of providing service uh, for our nonprofit clients. Um, but I'm but I'm presenting this kind of uh, from a layperson's perspective, and and my you know attitude about it really is that these tools are so easy to use that if you've used Excel for example to create a pivot table or create a chart, and a lot of people do that, they don't have a background in data analysis, but they're interested in doing some analysis on their business information, and so they pull it into Excel and they create charts and maybe even pivot tables. If you're if you've been doing that. Power BI is really a way of kind of taking that to the next level. So Power BI is, um, you know, it's something that professionals can use, but it's also something that um, people who are, you know, coming from a financial background or an IT management background or a program background can use this tool as well to conduct data analysis. And, And I think one of the great things about data visualization is that it gets you you start asking new questions when you start to see the data visually. And that's really one of the, that's the ultimate kind of strategy here. Um, although it can be used for more sort of formal and advanced strategies. So what kind of business information can you pull um, into Power BI? There's really no limit. If you have a database with data, and by database, I mean, uh, you know, any kind of, Information system that's storing data, whether it's a spreadsheet, a CSV file, or an actual database, you can pull that information into Power BI and start to analyze it. So you could look at donor data, constituent information, program data. You can pull information from your financial management package. If you have an HR system, you can pull information about staff and run analytics on it. You can pull um, data about your IT department and how well they're doing, you know, solving problems and responding to tickets. Anything you can think of is valid business information for for Power BI. So the first step in the process of using Power BI uh, for business intelligence is to build it. You got to build the report. And these are the sort of the default or the, the first options that you get. Connect to an Excel spreadsheet, connect to a Power BI service, that someone has set up. If you have a SQL database, you can connect to that. These are sort of generic connectors, but Microsoft also includes 
more specific connectors. And um, Microsoft, you know, kind of has a long reputation for being very proprietary, but with Office 365, we've found that they've become a lot more ecumenical and they're really sort of pulling in, um, they're realizing that they have to connect to everything. Um, they actually connect to a wide variety of Amazon Web Services. There's a whole number of online services that you can connect into your Power BI, whether it's Salesforce, um, Google Analytics, I had mentioned before, Facebook, MailChimp is on here. So if you want to do data analysis and create some uh, some custom reports on, you know, on if you're using MailChimp for your, your emailing, um, you can do that with Power BI. So it's really, it's extensive the number of integrations that um, that are provided. You can use Power BI to load data from a variety of sources. You can use Power BI to clean the data, um, connect data together from disparate sources, and then do some basic uh, visualizations. So now we've created the visualization. The next step is exploring the data. And one of the things that I've personally experienced and also seen with other organizations that use Power BI is that once you start presenting data to people in a visual format, they start to ask questions. Oh, wait a second. Okay, I, I never realized that, you know, the number of uh, recipients of our newsletter did this at this type of year. Is that for all of our newsletters? And then the questions start to come. And then you can start to uh, modify your reports to try to answer those questions. Because that's really one of the major goals of business intelligence is you know, analyzing your data to help provide more information, more understanding of the different forces that are affecting your, your organization's business. I want to dive into this question of um, visualization in more detail. So we'll look at some basic charts. We'll look at interactive data. Uh, key indicators, some of the things you can do with formatting. And then I had this getting fancy, um, mainly for, you know, you can do um, uh, GIS-based uh, maps of your data. Um, so that's quick intro to formatting, getting fancy, et cetera, et cetera. What's next? Publishing the data. One of the things that really, in my mind, distinguishes Power BI from other data visualization tools is the ease with which and the facility with which you can publish information to, to the web and, the, and share it with other people. Once you get the report set up the way that you want it, you, that you like it, you can actually publish it to the Power BI service, which is accessed through the web and is part of Office 365. And once you do that, then you can access it through the Power BI mobile app, which is available um, on, the, on mobile devices. So a little bit more detail. So basically, Power BI Desktop, you can connect to over 50 applications. You can publish those reports to the Power BI service. Um, that can be, you can set up special Power BI gateways to, your, to organizational data. So like if you wanted to connect to, um, if you wanted to warehouse your data, um, you could do that. And then you can access those web-based reports you know, through a browser or through mobile devices. We want to go ahead and publish it to the web because you know, many of the key stakeholders, executives, they're not going to want to run Power BI desktop uh, on their Windows machine. If they have a Mac, they can't run it. They just want to go to a website where the data is so that they can analyze it and take a look at it. The Power BI Office 365 interface 
a number of workspaces. Those actually integrate with Office 365 groups. So if you have created groups for your organization, every group has an Office, I'm sorry, a Power BI uh, workspace already available to it. So for example, if you created a group for your, for your um, FHA, for your um, finance and human resources, human resources and administration group, and they're sharing files in the group space and they're you know, using the, the OneNote notebook and they wanna look at um, uh, Power BI reports, you can just publish those reports to that, to that group's workspace and everybody who's in that group will automatically have access to it. Now the catch is that it requires a Power BI Pro license. And so anyone who wants to look at these reports live in the, in the web space, um, we'll need a Power BI Pro license, and they'll need to be logged in uh, in order to access it. So the other thing you can do is you can actually edit the report on the web. It's not as powerful. It's actually probably, you know, for those of you who are used to the Office web apps, it's maybe a closer approximation of the desktop app than the Office web apps, you know, like Excel Online or Word Online. But it still lacks the full functionality. But you can do some things. This is just a quick overview. There's a ton of other features and functionality. Um, once you um, publish things to Office 365, what do you do to learn more about Power BI? Microsoft has made a number of tutorials available at powerbi.microsoft.com. Um, you can just Google Power BI tutorial, and I think this is the first link that comes up. They have some great videos. Um, they have some great um, guides you know, for doing some basic things in Power BI. I found that it's a little frustrating at first, but once you spend a couple hours with it, it really starts to flow and gets a lot easier. And um, Microsoft has some great resources for um, helping you learn how to use Power BI. How difficult is it to combine data from multiple sources into one report? It's very easy. It's actually, it's, it's really simple. So I could just go here and add data from another source. Let's say you have a SQL connection, you have a SQL database. Once the table is imported into the Power BI, the PBIX file, um, you can, you know, combine that and it just shows up here and you can put multiple data sources on a single report. The bigger challenge is linking the data. And if you don't have some sort of unique identifier kind of connecting, um, fields, you know, between two different data tables from different sources, that's, that could be a bigger challenge. Um, but, in, but if you have that, then it's from the standpoint of using the application, it's, it's very straightforward. All right. So you use Office 365, but you're using Macs. Um, everything I showed you, you can, you can do in the web interface. So you could create a new data set. You could import a file, like an Excel file. You could connect to a live database. So that can be done through the web. Um, you could also, uh, once you import that data set, you could create a new report you know, from an existing data set. You know, you'd pick your data set or import new data. So technically, I mean, not just technically, I mean, realistically, you could um, do everything that you can do with the desktop version through the web interface. It's not gonna be as pleasant I actually have a Mac. Um, I have tried creating reports and importing data and cleaning the data and everything in the web interface. And it's, it can be done, but it's not, it's not altogether pleasant. It, it's more challenging. I'll just put it that way.
Uh, next question, how do I transfer ownership uh, or add a new owner of a report? I tried to share with my pro subscription and the intended recipient can only view the report. Um, they also have, have to have a pro license. So that's really kind of the downside with Power BI. That's the, the evil genius of Microsoft coming through. Um, you can create and share reports, but they have to be, um, they also have to have a Power BI license. And I believe they have to be in your organization as well, or federated through Azure AD, if you, if you have that. Now, the one exception is you can publish data publicly and share it with anyone. And actually, I've seen this, you know, organizations who just want to share their information publicly, they'll create the report in Power BI, and then they'll create basically a public link and embed that in their website. And so you, nowadays, you, you'll run into sort of interactive infographics on a lot of sites. And oftentimes, it's pretty obvious, like, oh, this was created with Power BI. So that's sort of the one exception. But, you know, that's really for sort of public interest type work. In most cases, you're not going to want to share your information with the world. Uh, the next question, how much setup do you do um, versus when you hand over to non-IT data staff for them to up update, create themselves? That's a great question. And I think it really it varies based on the technical proficiency of the non-IT staff. Um, if they're data staff, like if, if, if they're data analysts, then other than kind of getting the software installed on their system and kind of getting all the, the, you know, the workspaces and everything set up, um, you know, once you show them how to import the data, they're probably good to go in terms of, you know, figuring out the, the application for cleaning the data. Um, for more sort of executive staff, uh, you probably need to, you know, more or less publish the data for them, schedule a meeting, use the meeting to kind of run through the report for them, and then work backwards from there. Like, give them access to the website and see if it's something they want to go in and work with. But, but I guess maybe to, to better answer your question, um, once this is all set up, it doesn't need to be set up again. You know, so let's say I had used a SQL database instead of an Excel spreadsheet to pull this, these data tables, um, you know, it would update, you know, just hit refresh and it would requery that database every time they opened it. And you wouldn't really need to do any of the stuff that you were doing. Like the query editor, all of that, that's all saved now. All of this stuff is saved and they could, you know, start to, you know, refresh the data and start to analyze it on their own. So, those sort of that sort of framework, you know, doesn't need to be doesn't need to be set up again. Um, can you apply more than one slicer at a time? Yes, I believe you can. You can also, if you don't want the slicers, like let's say you're just creating a report for um, the the VP of Sales in Canada, like this whole thing is just for her, and she doesn't want to see any of the other stuff. You can create these report level filters here, so I can come down bring the country there, just pick Canada. And now every page on this report is going to be just Canada. Or I'm going to make this one Canada and I'll duplicate the page and then I'll make this page Mexico. And now this everything on this page is Mexico. And then I, you know, rinse and repeat, you can do that for all of the all of the pages. And you could 
I think you can insert uh, visuals pretty quickly. So you could put, you know, the flag, the country flag up here. So it's visually, you know, pretty similar. Um, do users have to log into Office 365 online to see the reports? They do. Um, how, how do you keep the data updated? Can you link it to the source data so that it gets updated daily? Or on an interval that you select, great question. Um, so I was using the spreadsheet because it was an easy example, but let's just say I had an, you know, a SQL database, an ODBC connection to a SQL database instead. If on the desktop version, when I hit refresh, it'll just refresh it for me. On the web version, you go to data sets and you click that refresh button there and it refreshes it. Now, what you can do, you go to settings and you can schedule a refresh. So um, I can change the source to a SQL database. I can have it refresh automatically. Uh, this is another feature that um, is, is not available if you don't have Power BI Pro. And I think it's restricted to a day with Power BI Pro and it can be done continuously or more frequently with Power BI Premium, which is more expensive. Um, but you can set up a, a schedule refresh. You can set up alerts, I don't have any, but you can set it up to email people when the reports are done. So let's say you want the data to refresh on a weekly basis and the report will be updated and you want an email to go out to you know, key stakeholders, you can set that up here and all of that kind of runs behind the scenes. I wanna thank everyone for joining us this afternoon for this um, overview of Power BI for nonprofits. The slides and recording published to our website. Have a great afternoon, everyone. Take care. Community IT does these free webinars and podcasts for our community, and we love sharing our knowledge and experience. If you have more questions or are having trouble with your IT at your nonprofit, please get in touch with us on our website, www.communityit.com, so we can start a conversation or schedule an assessment. Downloading any of our free resources there will get you signed up for our webinar reminders, and you can attend our next webinar in real time and ask our experts your own questions. If you love podcasts, please subscribe and leave us a rating to help others find this leadership resource for nonprofits.